Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. Welcome back to the New Truth Podcast. Kate Harlow here on a solo episode going out on my lonesome. Um, and I'm super thrilled and pumped about this topic today in this episode because it's near and dear to my heart right now. Episode 149, how to find the perfect dating app for you. So for those of you who are new to me, I'm Kate and I was in a relationship for seven years with a man in Vancouver and I have completely changed the trajectory of my life uh, about a year ago. So I just enter, re-entered the dating world a year ago. And I, over time, had noticed all of these resistances I'd built up to online dating, even though um, I was supportive of it for clients having that experience. But I had all these stories in my mind about why it wasn't for me. Oh, I'm an extrovert. I don't need to online date. I meet people in person. Oh, you know, there's people on Tinder just want to have sex and that's not what I want, even though I'm open to whatever I meant to experience. So eventually when I started to notice that I was feeling some resistance to doing it, that's when I decided to do it. Because in my experience and in my journey, um, and this is something I often offer to my clients, is when we feel resistance to something, usually there's something in it for us. And my journey is about unpacking all of the millions of stories that I'm believing on the inside that are distorting my view of the world on the outside. And so I hope that you're getting a chance to do the same as you listen to these episodes and let them really sink in because we are a product. Our lives are a product and how we feel internally of what we're believing about ourselves, about the world, about everything we're interacting with. So there's a saying that goes like this. I can't remember. I don't know who's saying this is, but nothing has meaning except the meaning we give it. And our minds, and in my language, in my speak, I call this your saboteur. Your saboteur's job is to protect you, quote unquote, it really to keep you small and in your comfort zone. And she's constantly, this part of you in your mind is constantly making meaning of everything. And then we believe it to be true. And if you believe, I, I remember seeing a meme one day that said, if you believe what you think, you're fucked. And it couldn't be more true because most of our thoughts aren't actually true. And yet all day long, we're thinking them and we're hearing these stories in our heads. And these stories play out about men, about dating, about relationships, about ourselves that we're believing. And it then manifests in our reality. It becomes the lens in which we see the world through. So I started to notice as a newly sovereign single woman out there in the world that I had all these stories about online apps 
that I was resistant to even exploring. And so being on the path that I'm on and I'm a lifelong committer to growing and evolving and moving through any resistance I feel, because usually there's gold on the other side of it in my experience. That's how like when, when we feel the most resistant, that's when we get to grow the most is when we can move through that resistance to the other side. So I started to just document and write down all the stories I had about apps. So the first thing I'm going to tell you is how to find the perfect dating app for you. There is no perfect dating app. That's not how it works. And the app itself is actually completely neutral. The app. So yeah. Okay. There's different apps that offer different things. You know, Tinder is less information. You go to Bumble, women have control in terms of in instigating the conversation. Hinge has other features. Every app has different features, but the app itself is totally neutral. And the reality is there are a lot of people who are very dysfunctional in their relational patterns. I was going to say fucked up people, but like, you know, people who are really operating from protection and, and not healthy in their I mean, I guess that's most people, but basically what I'm trying to say is you're going to find shitty people on the apps and you're going to find amazing people on the apps. The reality is you're there, right? So there's going to be other amazing people on there too, even if you're on Tinder. Uh, so I had a story playing out that Tinder is just a hookup app and people, I, I thought, oh, I don't want to go on Tinder. It's just going to be guys who want sex. And I don't want to just meet a bunch of men who are objectifying me for my body. And even though I also, you know, was desiring lovership. And for me, lovership has, you know, also needs to have emotional connectivity or emotional connection. I have to have an emotional relationship with someone in order to desire a lovership with them. And yet I had this belief that Tinder, like that, that wasn't possible to meet someone who desired that on Tinder. So I, because I felt this resistance, I very intentionally walked towards it and I uploaded the app or downloaded or whatever you want to call it, not super tech savvy. And I created a profile, which I had gone on Bumble and created and deleted and created and deleted multiple times. Cause I was like, no, I don't want to do this. And I kept going back and forth. Cause you know, on one hand, the app dating, there's a, it feels really super superficial to be swiping on people. Something about that really feels off to me. But on the other hand, it's an opportunity to grow. It's an opportunity to notice what part of me is leading. And I believe that dating is one of the richest, most transformational practices we can experience because all of our shit gets activated when we're dating. All of our self-worth stuff, all of our limiting beliefs we have about ourselves. I'm not good enough. I'm not beautiful enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not whatever enough. All of that comes to the surface when you're dating. So when you are on a growth path, which I imagine you are because you're here and you listen to the New Truth Podcast, and even if you're new to us, you're still here. So on some level, your soul is ready for deeper love. And the only the only way you can actually experience deeper, more meaningful love is by being fully embodied within yourself, by having deep love for yourself, by operating from fullness within yourself and in your life, and no longer letting your patterns, aka your saboteur, lead your dating life. So dating is an opportunity to notice where you protect yourself, where your manipulative tendencies show up, because all of our saboteurs are super, super manipulative. And I'll talk a little bit about those patterns. Um, 
I do have a five-day masterclass coming up that I'll share a little bit about at the end, but that's where I'd go in depth for totally for free, a five days with you teaching the saboteur archetypes that show up when we're dating and in relationships that sabotage us from actually having the love that we desire. Because the reality is when you're dating from your protective mechanisms, like even me believing that Tinder is bad or that online dating or app dating is bad that those are my patterns because I've now painted a, a limited story onto something that actually inherent in itself isn't bad. It's neutral, right? But I've painted this story based on all the evidence I've collected over the years from hearing people go on there and hearing all the horror stories. And so that ended up attaching to me. And until I was willing to look at it, it was running the show. And this is how our patterns work. And it's a lifelong journey. I've been on this journey for 16 and a half years. And, you know, it's a lifelong journey of getting to know and getting to see these sneaky saboteur patterns that show up that keep us from being and living our most expansive selves, that keep us from having the most intimate, beautiful love experiences that you could possibly have. So, there is no perfect dating app. The question isn't about the app. The question is, where are you coming from within yourself when you're dating, right? What are you believing about the dating apps? What are you believing about men? What are you believing about your own worthiness around relationships? Are you dating to try and prove either that you're good enough or that to reinforce that you're not good enough? Are you dating to try and get validation from men in some way, whether it's through sex or through compliments or through just feeling desired? Are you trying to get something from dating? Because if you're dating and most people are, so first off, I want to say, if you are, that's totally normal and it's not your fault because we've been programmed to believe that once we get love, once we get a relationship, then we're going to feel so good and our lives are all going to make sense and everything's going to be amazing and we're going to, you know, live happily ever after and get to wear a beautiful white dress and have people look at us and celebrate us and we're going to get to ride off in our, you know, picket fence or, or horses to our picket fence or whatever. Like that's the story we've all been fed. So on some level, and if you've been listening to the new truth for a long time, you you're intimate with that story and how dysfunctional it is and how much it's messed everyone up. But if there is still a part of you that's dating, trying to get something, and this is a great time to do some reflection. What am I trying to get when I'm dating? Am I trying to feel better about myself? Am I trying to get happiness? Do I feel deprived of pleasure? Am I trying to chase pleasure? Am I trying to reinforce the belief that I'm not lovable? Like, what is it that you're trying to get? And start reflecting on that and know that all of that is a combination of your protective mechanism, your saboteur, the beliefs that she's collected over your lifetime, and the little girl inside of you who's trying to get love from her parents. Like it's, that's the bottom line. There's a little girl inside of us that, that didn't get everything she needed, even if you had the best parents in the world. And then what happens in partnership is we try and get that from the other person and it's sneaky and it shows up even for me 16 years into this journey. And I'm a relationship teacher and I I'm immersed in this, you know, every day of my life, this is my, how I see the world. And even me out there dating, I'm still uncomfortable covering patterns that I didn't know I had and seeing ways that my saboteur is trying to manipulate to get a guy to change his mind, you know, on seeing me that night or whatever, like just noticing all these sneaky ways the saboteur is taking over. She's sneaky. She's been there for a long time. So 
knowing yourself intimately in this way when you're dating is essential. It's essential. So when you are out there dating, it's not about the app. It's about Am I in my body and is my heart open? So here's the thing, your saboteur, your protective mechanisms are going to do everything in their power. The closer you get to love, to intimacy, to vulnerability, your saboteur is going to get louder and is going to tell you you're not safe. And you're going to try and do everything to sabotage your possibility of attracting love or to, or your saboteur will blind you into thinking someone's aligned for you when they're actually not aligned. And so, but the reality is your heart actually doesn't need protection. Your heart just needs, your heart needs to be open and needs to be able to stay open. And no matter who you're around, you need two things in place. Your heart needs to be open and you need to be able to use your voice and say no when it's a no and be able to know when to walk away. So if you're not in tune with your body, and we talk a lot about this on episodes, if you're not in touch with how you feel, then most likely your mind is going to be making decisions on dates. And you're going to be seeing all or believing all these stories about it's the it's this app, this apps, and I see this with clients all the time. They'll go on one app and they'll be like, okay, this app is better. I think I like this one. And then things start to go bad and they start to have bad dates. They blame the app. Then they go on another app. Then they blame that app. Then they go on another app. Then they blame apps altogether. Then they date someone who they meet in real life and that doesn't go well. And then they blame men, <laughs> right? It's like, where are you blaming? Where are you putting your attention out there? And as long as we're putting our attention out there, blaming other people for how we feel and not taking responsibility for what did I contribute to the dynamic? Where am I manipulating this situation? Where am I having expectations on this person I don't even know, or even this person I do know? Like, how can I clean up my side of the street? Because ultimately, it's not the app. It's not men. It's not like the common denominator in your dating life is you. So the most important thing is that you get so intimate with the parts of you that are dating, right? You get so intimate with the parts of you that are in relationship and learn who's leading the way. How am I showing up on these dates. So I downloaded Tinder the other day. Well, it was a few weeks ago and I um, started going through it and I did it from a different place. So here's a practice I want you to practice. So first I got clear on what were all the stories I had about Tinder. Oh, men on there just want to have sex. They're going to be using me. They're probably going to be having sex 10 million women at once. Like I had all these stories about Tinder and all these stories about dating apps. So I wrote it all down and I got, I cleared it out. And then before I went on the app, I did some practices to get out of my head and into my body. So I made sure I was in alignment with myself before I even created my account. If you've already created one, obviously you can skip this step, but like I, how I do that is through meditation, through dance, through movement, through singing, through writing. And I do all my practices to get out of my head and into my body. And then I built my profile and it was very simple. I didn't really say much. I, I chose photos that felt like really recent and relevant to my life and who I am right now in my life. And then I just followed my intuition when I was having conversations and I was having, I don't know, several conversations at once, but my body knows who to respond to. And I listen to that. So if someone's curious, I appreciate that because if someone's not open and curious in the conversation on the app, then I have no interest in being on to date with them because most likely they're not um, curious 
on the date. Um, so I also um, am really honoring of what's true for me. So I'll give you an example of that. So someone that I, who I actually, who I'm kind of going on dates with right now consistently, um, and it's going really well. Um, when he, when I first started talking with him, he sent me some messages on Tinder and he, I think it was maybe five messages in or so, like it wasn't, we hadn't been talking for very long. He asked me to go for coffee and I didn't respond and it wasn't intentional. I didn't even think about it. I mean, I was overwhelmed with all the messages that were coming in. And so I, um, I didn't think of it and I was having maybe one or two other conversations. And then I got another message from him a few hours later. And he said, I'm sorry if I, I offended you with something I said, I hope you have a great day. And I responded and said, no, you actually didn't offend me at all. Um, I just need a little bit more emotional connection before meeting someone in person. Now, everyone online is different, right? Some women, like I have friends who don't want emotional connection before. They just want to meet in person so they know they're not wasting their time connecting with someone virtually who they potentially might not have a connection with in uh, in person. So they like to just do coffee right away and make it quick and in and out, right? Everybody has something different that works for them. So your job is to figure out what works for you so that you can be in the driver's seat when you're dating, not from a controlling place. That's one of the saboteur archetypes, but from a place of you actually being in um, relationship with your truth, right? This is the new truth podcast. How do you date differently? How do you date from the new paradigm? You date from your truth. You, you, you honor your truth. In Greek, they call it aletheia. Aletheia is, is the truth. So you land on your truth. And, and, and sometimes we don't really know our truth till we have experiences that feel out of alignment. And then we get clear on, okay, that didn't feel good. Why didn't that feel good? Ah, it's because I didn't have emotional intimacy. So I'm the same with sex. I'm not going to have sex with someone until I have an emotional connection with them. And I, that feels really strong. And then I have sex with them. That's like not even remotely a possibility for me, but the old me would just do it without even uh, considering myself. Right. And then how did I feel about myself? Like shit. And then what was I doing? Dating constantly trying to get validation from the other people because I didn't treat myself like I was worthy. Right. You want to feel like a queen. You have to act like one. You have to treat yourself like you are one because you are, you have to treat yourself like you're worthy. You have to live from your self-worth and honor yourself and have reverence for yourself. And then you no longer tolerate toxic people and toxic situations in your life. And a huge part of that is being curious and inquisitive with how you're feeling and what actually is going on. Most women are so disconnected from their bodies and the truth of how they're feeling, even when our bodies are screaming at us. So it's your job to get really curious with yourself and to soften and to listen and to pay attention. That's why I practice like journaling. A lot of people have resistance to that word, but let's call it writing, uh, self-reflection writing, just call it that name it something different. If you're resistant to journaling and start reflecting like these stories, these beliefs that we talked about earlier, start reflecting on what you notice on dates, what does not feel good at all, what does feel good. So you can get clear on what's true for you. So when this guy sent me a message saying, you know, I'm so sorry if I offended you, I hope you have a great day. I responded and said, no, you didn't offend me at all. I just need more emotional connection before meeting on a date. And his 
response was, wow, that's really amazing, Kate. I really respect you for saying that. Thank you so much for, for honoring yourself and sharing. Like his response was so beautiful. And right away, that was a tell for me. This is a good man. And guess what? He honored it. So he, we kept having a conversation. We moved it over to Instagram and we kept having a conversation for a whole week. He didn't ask me out for a week. And every day we sent voice notes and we were starting to get to know each other and get to, and I was getting a feeling for him and he was getting a feeling for me. And he was, you know, having this experience like, wow, I have never had a connection like this on Tinder. Well, probably because most women on Tinder are out there just like doing the thing they think that they're supposed to do to get the guy or to get attention or to get validation or to get quote unquote love um, from that place of emptiness versus me just being really clear on what's true for me, but not in a controlling way, just in, in an honoring way. Do you feel the difference? Like it's not me trying to control him to get what I want. That's the controller versus me just standing with and for myself, right? I've said that so many times on the podcast. That's what a queen does. She's she stands with and for herself, not in judgment of the other person. So, you know, when I had an experience with a man who wanted to have sex and he was pushing it and I was very attracted to him and I said, hey, I get that. I totally understand that for a lot of men, physical intimacy comes first. And I, I honor that for you. And what I need is emotional intimacy. So if that's not aligned for you, I totally get it and support you or whatever. Like I was honoring of him instead of being like, he's just a, you know, whatever, a man who just wants sex and that's wrong and bad. And instead of judging him, I honored him, but also honored myself. So when you speak your truth, when you know your truth, and you share it with non-attachment, not to manipulate the guy or to convince him or to test him, but just share it. You do get to see who someone is and you get to see if they're aligned. The guy, the sex guy I just shared about, he was not aligned, but the guy who um, I sent the message to and said, I just need more time before meeting for coffee. He, he so far is quite aligned because he's honoring and, and acknowledging, and we have great conversations and we've been on several dates and we're having a beautiful time and I'm practicing just in embracing and enjoying the experience of it. That is the gift of dating is getting to learn from the experience. And I went on a few dates with, or two, I mean, two different dates with two different guys from this, this round. And one of them, we had great conversations. So it was like, I was feeling met on one level, but there was something off about the communication in between and it felt, didn't feel good. And I spoke to it and it, and then again, it kept happening. It was like blamey communication and just didn't feel good. And so I ended it or like ended the connection because it just wasn't feeling right in my body. It was just a no. So when we detach from the outcome, and this is not an easy thing to do. So I'll give you a little tip on this too, because most women are dating to get a result. And of course, right? You're dating because you, you want a relationship or you want a lover or you want a partner or you want a husband or you want like you're, you're desiring something, which is why you're doing it in the first place. So it makes sense that you would be attached to a result. And when we're attached to a result and we're dating, we're not actually in the experience and your mind will always take over, right? Because if you're attached to the result, your mind is painting the story onto the person of what you're wanting as opposed to letting you be in the experience. 
and it's sneaky, you know, even for me, it's sneaky to watch my mind do these little things and like, whoa, bring myself back into the experience. And when we have a hard time bringing ourselves back into the moment and we're so wrapped up in where it's headed and what's next, what is missing is trust, right? There's, there's a, a practice that is so important on this journey of learning how not only to trust yourself and follow that truth, follow that aletheia, no matter what, like to listen to yourself, to listen when something feels off, to honor it. Cause I felt that on that one date with the guy and, and then it was it's second date. It felt even more off and I had to honor it. And so when something feels off, honor it, when something feels good, like allow yourself to receive it. But when we're always pushing it forward, it means we don't have the ability to let it actually in right? So for example, let's say you're going on dates with someone and it feels really amazing. If you're deprived of feeling good in your life, that's going to be even more seductive to want to like lock it down, right? To want it to be something else, to want it to be a relationship, to want it, you're going to want to rush things. Most likely this happens for so many or run, run in the opposite direction. That happens too. But when we want to move things forward all the time, there's something that's happening underneath. There's this inability to let love in, right? Like if we're constantly wanting it to be something else, it's because fear is pushing it forward. Fear is like, okay, this feels good. So we need to lock it down. We need the, I love you. We need the commitment. We need the move in. We need the ring. We need the, all those future things are rooted in fear when we're pushing for it, right? When we feel that sense of like, oh my gosh, I like this guy so much. Why isn't he texting me? Like, where is he? And then we try and control it. We try and contort it. We try and manipulate it. We try and please people, please, or we fantasize or we, um, try and control or we shape shift or we try and be who they want us to be. All of our patterns kick in when we like someone because there's the, the, the saboteur and the little girl inside think that you're going to lose it. Right. And so there's this, like, this feels so good. And the first thing that happens when something feels good is our minds go, Oh no, we got to keep it. So we don't lose it. Right. But what that actually does is energetically it's pushing the thing away as opposed to allowing yourself to fully receive the thing. If you are not in trust of life, and this is a practice, and this is, a, I mean, in my work with my clients, in Catherine's work, we show you how to build this trust within yourself and in your life because it's essential to trust the divinity of life, to trust that you are, love is going to come and show up when you are ready for it, when it's the right time that you're going to, you know, be guided. Your purpose is going to unfold. You're, you're going to live where you love, like all these things will happen when you have the courage to follow your own truth and you trust the divine timing of life and you give it to the universe. Like you don't have to hold that. Oh my gosh, am I going to have a partner or is this going to stay? You don't have to worry about that. Because if this relationship is for you and this person that you're sitting in front of who's feeling so good to be around, if this person is for you to experience, if you are meant to experience this person for a year, two years, six months, 10 years, three, 300 years, three lifetimes, if you're meant to experience this person, you will. That's going to happen. You don't need to control that. All you need to do is be in your body and let yourself receive what's happening. And remember that everything you're experiencing in relationship is you. 
right? The, the person gets all the credit, but what you're so excited about, it's being activated by that person in this moment. But what you're so excited about is your turn on, is your heart opening, is you're seeing the world through the lens of possibility and inspiration and excitement and expansion. That feels amazing. And if someone else is getting credit for those feelings inside of you, it is a setup because eventually that is not going to come from the other person anymore if you stay together either either they'll it'll end or it will run, the the well will run dry because you think somebody else is your source and you're going to feel sad and think you need to leave the relationship or go find someone else or you're going to blame them for your pain that's underneath all that pleasure but the 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 reality is all of those beautiful feelings that you're feeling are you it's you that you're feeling and so when you take full responsibility for that and you build a life that fuels you in that way so that everyone that you surround yourself with inspires you and ignites you and activates you in different ways and everything you do activates you and where you live and how you live. I mean, even things as simple as I just bought a few big plants um, you won't be able to see them because I'm obviously it's my voice, but if you come to the masterclass in a few weeks, you'll be able to see my plants. They're gorgeous. And they've completely changed my house. Like it's, it's crazy. I wasn't even using the living room of my place in Athens. And once I got these plants, I, I started using the living room more. It completely changed the energy of the place. It feels so full now. It feels so beautiful and alive. Right. So it's like creating a life, and I, I, I know, I mean, this is essentially what the podcast is about, that turns you on and lights you up so that when you're out there dating, you're not looking for someone else to do that. You already have that. And so it takes the fear out of dating, right? It takes the fear out of the apps. And then you can just date from a sense of like, okay, whatever I get, whatever, you know, I'm meant to experience, I'm going to experience. And that is such a beautiful place to live because then fear is not leading your life, right? Instead of being out there trying to force a relationship or trying to control something, you're just getting to grow and learn from these experiences. And guess what? You will stand out to those dates. Every single date I go on, one of the most common things I hear is, wow, I feel like I've known you my whole life. Like, I, I feel like I already know you. And it's because I'm just me when I'm on dates and I'm so open-hearted and I'm so connected and curious and I'm open and I share truth, but not from a place of trying to prove myself. You know, of course there's moments of that. Every once in a while, Regina sneaks in my saboteur and she gets back in the back seat <laughs> once I catch her. But for the most part, I'm just myself when I'm dating. And and my patterns are in the back seat. They they show up in moments, they show up afterwards for moments, and I catch her and I write it down and I do my practices to get back into myself and my sovereignty and my truth. And it is the most magnetic quality you can have. Does that mean I'm a, an aligned partner for everyone? No. Are they aligned for me? No. But we get to have these beautiful heart-opening experiences. Even the guy who I'm super not aligned with gets to be impacted by my my presence and my curiosity and my love, even, even if I never see him again, even if I never even meet him in person, there's impact, right? You get to impact other people's lives and you get to, you get to take the pain out of dating and make it a fun, pleasurable experience. 
other people's behavior has nothing to fucking do with you, right? Your saboteur will tell you otherwise. Your saboteur will tell you that if he didn't text you or he didn't call or he didn't ask you out or he was hot and then cold or whatever the thing is, or he's, he's chasing you like crazy, that it has something to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. It's their pattern, but you get to look at your own and where yours are showing up and you get to use dating as a, like getting a PhD and understanding yourself, how you show up and how other people show up. And you get to give people permission to be themselves on dates, just like you're being yourself on dates if you're if you choose to accept this mission. It's the most beautiful transformational practice if you if you're able to operate from this place. So moral of this story, there is no perfect dating app. There's no such thing. And I would say, you know, let, if you have a strong desire to be in partnership, give it to the universe and say, angels, universe, you take this one. I have a desire to be in a relationship and I trust you on the timing. And in the meantime, I'm going to use dating as an opportunity to play, to practice, to connect, to meet people, to experience myself, to notice where my saboteur is taking over, to notice where I'm trying to control or manipulate or, or shape shift or do whatever to try and get attention, get love, get validation and see how that's a bottomless pit to notice all the stories I'm running about dating, about apps, about men, about Tinder, and to actually start to challenge them, right? You get to grow through challenging all of these beliefs that aren't true because they aren't. And you get to operate and treat yourself like a queen and you get to have a voice when you're on dates and to speak your truth and to stand with and for yourself. And if you need more connection before seeing someone sharing that, and if you want less connection, you just want to meet in person, share that. If you need to have a FaceTime before meeting them, share that. And if someone doesn't honor it, they're not for you. That's the bottom line. You can see if someone's aligned in connection with you and um, if they honor it. And if they don't, it doesn't mean they're wrong and bad and all men suck and they're assholes and, and you need to build a story around it. It just means they're not aligned. Is it aligned or not? That's the only thing that matters. Stop feeding the stories about everyone else and everything else and just get back in, into yourself, into your body. Is it aligned or is it not aligned? What am I, what stories am I playing out? It's such a beautiful practice. So I'm going to tell you about the Expanded Love Masterclass coming up because I highly recommend you come. If you've been before, it's super popular. It's a, an amazing transformational week, totally free. We get to hang out for a full week. Every single day I go live inside of a private Facebook community where I teach for 75, 60 to 75 minutes on each saboteur archetype. And if you can't make the calls live, you can watch the replays. They'll, they'll be available for the whole week. Actually, they're available, I think, for 10 days the, the, from the beginning, from the first date. The next masterclass is November 21st to 25th. So every day I teach a different saboteur archetype, the fantasy addict, the self-sacrificer, the isolator, the controller, and the shapeshifter. Those are the five saboteur archetypes. And I go deep. And every time I do the Expanded Love Masterclass, it is different. I'm always bringing in new content. There's new experiences I have in my own life that deepen the material, deepen the content, deepen the archetypes. This time, I'm going to be sharing a little bit about how it impacts your friendships, how it impacts dating and relationships. So even if you're in relationship or you have friends who are in relationship that are struggling, send them 
to the Expanded Love Masterclass. I've had lots of clients, teenage kids do it. It's phenomenal. It's so life-changing knowing your saboteur, knowing your patterns, knowing how you are actually the common denominator in all your relationships. And knowing yourself in this way makes dating so much more easy, pleasurable, and fun. Because you get to put your saboteur in the back seat and stop letting her lead your dating experiences. So dating can be fun and you can just connect and meet people and have a great time growing and learning and expanding and experiencing much richer, more beautiful connections. So November 21st to 25th, I'm so excited to do the Expanded Love Masterclass. It is my favorite week. It's so much fun. Tell all your friends. I will share the link below so you can register. You can also head to to my Instagram account, the unscripted woman with no E in scripted. Um, the unscripted woman is my Instagram. If you look up Kate Harlow, I think it comes up there pretty easily as well. Um, so follow me on Instagram. The link to register is in my Instagram bio as well. Um, would love to have you there and let me know how this episode was for you. I love hearing from you. As always, share it with all your friends. If you know a woman in need who is struggling with the app, struggling with dating, I'm right there with you, sister, but it is fun. It can be fun. I promise you, if you do it from a different place within yourself. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you. I love you so much and I can't wait to see you hopefully in the masterclass in a couple of weeks. Much love. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, you can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.